Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefo Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to Women Around the World. Uh, not the sub-segment. I guess it's just a segment. Is it sub-segment? Because it's not the actual <laughs> segment. Is the segment like the actual episodes that we do? Is this a Let's sub-segment? Let's get into the nitty-gritty. No, I think this I'm is just- a segment. And I'm okay. a sub-segment with my fictional women. I just add 15 subs before it because I okay. think it's funny. But. I was like, all right. So here's the segment. All right. In which we talk about amazing women around the world and some of the accomplishments that they have achieved and just talking about how they are making change in their community and around the world. But first, Annie, I do have a question for you. Okay. Did you, as a kid, like to do those little crafts? Like whether I remember making uh, like potholders. Uh-huh. Did you do that with the strings? Did you do anything like that as a kid? Oh, I loved crafts. I loved them. I I remember like making your own paper where you'd rip up all the paper and you'd put it in the water yes. and then you'd like let it dry out and then you'd have more paper. <laughs> yes, yes, which was probably always <laughs> not so productive, counterproductive of making paper, but you know. Yeah, and I wrote like a a declaration on it because it felt like old paper yeah. to me. Yeah, I did like, you know, all the the spin art and the marble art and just any any craft I could do, I was into. I was so into it. Right. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that paper thing because we did it too and mm-hmm. I really liked it too. I wonder, could we do it today? We made our own slime with the glue. Yes. Yep. Did you do all of that? Mm-hmm. Well, today we're not talking about measly crafts, but we're talking about a woman who took a craft and made it something that not only helped create income, made something that was fashionable, but also helped her community when it came to some of the waste that was happening. And we are talking about Esatu Sise uh, from the Gambian village of Jiao. I think that's Jiao. One pronunciation said Jiao, the other says Njiao. Someone say Njiao. <laughs> And just emphasize the jowl because we have to say that a couple of times because I could not find it anywhere. Okay. Anywhere. Okay. From the Gambian village of Njao, uh, Cisse has 
been bringing women in her community to not only make and create a business, but to better the environment and the pollution situation in her community. She's phenomenal. Uh, she was raised with her two sisters and a brother on a farm with her parents. She grew up creating new things from old things, as in fact, pretty much recycling and reusing trash or waste that was around her area. She would take wastes around her and create dolls and toys. She was so popular with the other children because she did it so well. And so she was able to share and was able to make it for other people too. So she's been doing this for a very long time. After her dad passed away when she was 10, she had to help her mother bring in money to support the family. Although she wanted to go to high school to further her education, she stayed to help her mother as they could not afford for her to leave to go to school. But she didn't give up on her dreams. Instead, at the age of 20, she sold her cow that she had inherited from her father and went on to attend the Gambia Technical Trading Institute to train to become a secretary. But after she returned home, she actually volunteered with a U.S. Peace Corps that was there to train as well as help in her community. And it was here that she kind of learned about the possibilities of recycling as well as upcycling, uh, which is kind of technically what she's been doing, without access to trash collection or having space specific to taking the trash and waste, it would often be in the streets, in piles around and behind the homes. Um, And as a little girl, after her basket broke down from a market, she discovered of the usefulness of plastic bags and found that many other people started to use them as well. So that kind of became a big thing. But unfortunately, she also realized that because of the waste issue, instead of having a way to recycle them and or just at least safely discarding them, people would just discard these bags into the streets or around the home. And this caused some major problems, including that if it collected water from storms or rain, it would attract large populations of mosquitoes, which could lead to outbreaks of malaria in the area and also cause issues with livestock because some would ingest the bags, which could cause major damage or even kill them. And it also caused damage to the soil, which would prevent vegetation from growing. So it was really messing up her community. And many of the families were burning the plastic bags as well that often would release the toxic fumes from the burning and causing harm to individuals, whether it went into the cooking or just breathing it in. So it was causing a lot of havoc uh, for them. With her new training from the Peace Corps, her skill of crocheting, which she learned from her sister, um, she came up with this idea of taking plastic bags and plastic waste, turning that waste into something to use and to value. She made new things like purses, which you should look up. They're, They're awesome. She met up with five women to start a women's group to gather bags from the rubbish and clean them up and take them into what she called PLARN, uh, P-L-A-R-N, which is plastic yarn, which they used to crochet into purses and coin purses. And this whole process um, would take somewhere like eight hours and has led to even more creations like shoulder bags and cosmetic purses and more. Right. And of course, doing this brought so many obstacles, including naysayers and the fact that women at that time did not typically own or run any type of business in the area. So a lot of like pushback, but she didn't back down. And with influence from her mother, uh, who kind of inspired her to make her own future, essentially, and um, knowing how to solve any issues that may be in her way, uh, she and the others 
did it, kept going forward with it, first secretly uh, doing it at her house, doing it by candlelight, and then making a big collection of purses, which she actually took to the city market. And it was a success as Cissé was able to sell the entire collection. She said that she had so many people coming about how unique and beautiful they were. And so they made some money mm-hmm. with the fact they were able to make money and help their household. Uh, more women joined and they no longer crafted this in secret. They People were like, oh, okay. It's working, cool. Mm-hmm. And the organization grew to have up to 50, 50 women and even 100 women in another uh, article, it says. And she's been around for a minute, so some of this may be outdated information. I, I did try to get more, but she's still doing things, which Cissé has now named this group or this organization, the Njiao Recycling Income Generation Group, or NRIGG, also later known as the Women's Initiative Gambia. So she's doing some things. Yeah, And it has allowed for women in her community to learn different skills and earn money for themselves, which could lead to educational opportunities, ability to get medical treatment, and support their families beyond just the bare necessities, and even help the community, whether it's funding um, community gardens or helping children without families, things like that. Her story is spread all over the nation with her speaking at different organizations and functions, a book written about her journey, and she's been able to train well over 11,000 women in these skills. Because of her hard work and attention to the problem, her village is no longer littered with plastic bags, and the government of Gambia even banned the import or use of plastic bags in 2015. They're ahead of us on this. Yes. Amazing. And of course, uh, her work has gotten her accolades for accomplishments, including the Making a World of Difference Award from the International Alliance for Women. And yes, her work uh, has become an example in her country and a village of the power of women in leadership. She's been showing how her initiative not only empowers women, but helps the entire village as a whole financially, economically, and environmentally. And because of this, there are women who have been put into leadership positions, including being on the Village Council. So it went from women don't work to being a part of the leadership because of her initiative and because of her willingness to push forward. And when she was talking about what she's been doing and the fact that this is something that was made a difference, she talked about having kids of her own and hoping that she has passed down this love uh, for helping the environment, helping the community as well, and maybe they will learn and take care of the world and the planet a little better than we have, essentially, and going forward in conservation and environmental issues. So she's phenomenal. And yeah, you should go and take a look. If you just Google her name, and I think if you uh, look at some of, like I said, she has a book, so you can look that up too. I believe it's One Plastic Bag is the title of the book. Uh, Another woman had written about her. But the purses are cute. I feel like I need to go and see if they're still available because I want one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's an, it's an amazing story. And if you have any amazing stories we should be highlighting on this segment, listeners, please let us know. You can email us at stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I've never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Also another incredible woman. Oh, yes. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I've Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. 
not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. What kind of fun is waiting for you at Kings Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at Kings Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends. 